Clancy Pasta presents, I came across a streamer stuck in Kippy's Mall, written by author Jojo. What do you do when you're bored? And I mean bored. What's your go-to when nothing else appeals to you? I, for example, find myself time and time again venturing into Twitch channels and making my way to the IRL streamers. It doesn't matter if there is something productive I could be doing, or if there were chores around the house. It was a borderline obsession with how my fingers would guide me through the various channels until I came across something that would scratch my itch for voyeurism. It wasn't enough to watch some cute girl answering questions for her chat or someone biking through busy streets. I needed to surf until I would come across channels with little to no views. That's where I found comfort, watching people that no one else seemed to be watching, peering through the window anonymously into their lives, wondering why they opened the window in the first place. Most of the time they wouldn't even notice I was there, and eventually another viewer would come along and the privacy I had would vanish. I can't explain why I do it, it's just where my head goes. I guess I like how it feels to be such a silent observer. It almost feels like I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. I've heard of people watching before though. Is it that odd? No one got hurt, I would just pop in and watch for a while and leave without making an impact. That's how it's supposed to work. Recently however, I was pulled in more than I'd ever been comfortable with. Laying in bed, just watching the dark wall inches from my face, I did everything I could to clear my mind and get some sleep. But the more I laid there, the more my brain screamed for stimulation. This wasn't anything new, and I was aware I would never get to sleep if I didn't give in for at least an hour or two. For a few minutes, I mindlessly toggled through social media and video sharing sites, bathing my eyes in the bright hues and colors wrapping around my fingers. It wasn't too long before I felt the cold plastic of my PlayStation controller. Pressing the button down, I heard the familiar chirp echo in the dark before culling my TV to life. I could feel it happening like it always did. I was so tired I wasn't going to fight it, as my fingers navigated to the IRL streams. I thought maybe I could find something mundane enough that I would fall asleep watching it anyways. There was a low rhythmic pulse as I held right on the thumbstick plunging through all the streams, my eyes watching the number of viewers on each stream becoming smaller. The pulse became the occasional thumb as I reached the lower end of the streams, searching near empty-headed for something to occupy my time. Then I came across a stream that was able to catch my attention. Someone was walking around in the mall. I liked streams where the person was in a place other people could see them. I always found the faces of people amusing when they saw the streamer talking to themselves. Immediately upon entering the stream, I was met with heavy and frantic breathing coming from the streamer. The audio was clipping and muffled like he had the microphone right up to his mouth as he hurried through the crowd around him. The sides of the screen blurred as he pushed through the passerby. It piqued my interest as his actions were so forceful, yet no one he ran into was making a scene and the streamer didn't even half-heartedly apologize. The streamer got to a clearing by the wall where no one else was walking, and rested his arm on it, trying to catch his breath. While his hectic breath started to lull, he lifted his phone and checked his stream. His voice was trembling as he expressed gratitude to a higher power upon seeing that he had someone watching him. 
He asked several times for whoever was watching him to say something in the chat. Normally, I like to stay a silent observer, but the way the man spoke sounded more like a plea for help than for attention. I typed in a simple hello. The camera shook when my message appeared in the chat. The camera flipped to show the streamer's face, an Asian man around my age, late 20s, had black hair practically fused to his forehead by the beads of sweat that was running down it. Then he started to explain to me why he was so frantic. He explained that he was on a road trip and wanted to stretch his legs, so he pulled over into the mall and decided to look around. He was getting a weird vibe from the place and the shoppers, so he decided that he was going to leave, but when he did, he had trouble finding the exit. He explained that when he questioned the shoppers, they always gave him the same answer no matter who it was or what he asked them. He demonstrated this to me by flipping the camera and asking a man dressed in a formal suit where the exit was. Gibby's Mall has everything you need. Try the food court, it's over there, the well-dressed man said with all the sales pitch of late-night infomercials. That's not to mention the man didn't move a muscle to direct towards the food court. He just turned away from the streamer and continued walking with the crowd. The streamer, or Kevin, as he said his name was, expressed that he has been running around the mall for hours without seeing the exit or the food court. Kevin even showed me that the vending machines littered around the mall were just large painted cardboard boxes. Doors that were supposed to lead to bathrooms just swing open revealing a wall behind them. On the surface, it was a mall, but nothing was functioning under the hood. Even in the stores that Kevin passed, he would point his camera in and tell me to watch the shoppers. They would all grab one item and stand in line. Once they reached the front, they would pretend to hand the item over to the clerk, who didn't move an inch. They would then take the item back to where they got it and put it back, wait a minute, and pick the item back up again. Kevin asked me if I knew anything about the mall, to which I replied that I didn't. I asked if he knew where he even was, the address or anything like that, but he didn't remember, and his phone wasn't able to make it out either. He held his phone at the camera as he tried to dial emergency services. The phone rang for a moment before the line clicked. Kippy's Mall has everything you need. Try the food court, it's over there. The low, static voice muffled through the phone. I could hear the defeat in Kevin's voice as he explained that no matter what number he called, it did that. It was then that I realized how quiet the mall was, that I was able to hear that phone call was insane given the foot traffic near Kevin, but no one's footsteps were causing a sound and there were no external conversations going on. I tried my best to convince Kevin to keep moving and the more he walked through the mall, the more I noticed that the stores and the sea of people were all repeating. Faces would be used over and over, all dressed differently. All smiles painted on the faces. These things weren't even surprising Kevin anymore. It's why he was so forceful earlier. The things around him, there was no way they were human. And no way Kippy's Mall is just some place. It's thought that the state of an atom isn't final until it is observed. That the mere act of observation can change something or create its final shape. Sometimes I wonder what would have happened to Kevin if I never happened across his stream. Sometimes I wonder if what happened next happened 
because I was there to see it. Kevin seemed to have calmed down since he, at the very least, had someone to talk to. As hard as it was, we tried to keep the subject off of the mall and its strange happenings. He told me about his likes, and I returned what I could using the PS4 keyboard. It was truly bizarre, though. Every time Kevin would turn a corner, it would just be another long hall, each hall looking identical to the last, with all the same stores and people. Thank you for shopping at Kippy's Mall, a loud voice boomed overhead. It was nauseatingly loud and caused Kevin to hunch over, holding his ears. We're glad you came. Enjoy the food court. Kevin rose back up slowly, and it wasn't long before we both realized the people around Kevin were now stood completely still. We watched as the lights in the surrounding shops went out one after the other, and eventually the lights illuminating the halls went out too. I could hear the worry in Kevin's breath as he tried to control his breathing. I kept asking if he could see anything, but I think he was too afraid to open his phone and draw attention to the only light source. There was a thudding noise punctuated by the silence. It sounded like something heavy and wet had hit the smooth linoleum floor. With a shaking hand, Kevin clumsily navigated through his phone and found the flashlight. The beam of light landed on the floor by his feet. He looked at that circle of light for a moment, the feet of several shoppers still in the peripheral. Another thud smacked the floor and was sudden enough to get Kevin's attention. He moved the camera towards the source of the noise and pointed the flashlight. On the ground, like it was meant to be there, was an arm wrapped in green fabric. Pink pus was oozing out of the severed section of the arm, staining the white ground. With hesitation, Kevin raised the flashlight to the source of the arm. A woman was looking down at the arm that was once attached to her. She was so nonchalant as one of the other shoppers trotted to her and bent over. The other shopper went up to the socket that once housed the arm and started gnawing at it. The woman lifted her head and looked towards Kevin and, in the glow of the flashlight, it became all too clear how inhuman these things were. You know how when a cat's eyes catch the light just right, they become eerie balls of green? That's what happened with the other shoppers. Their eyes glowed a bright green reflecting the flashlight. It was like their pupils, the coloring in their eyes. It was all for show. None of it was functional. More shoppers approached the woman and started chewing various spots on her body, the same pink pus spilling out from their jaws. Kevin started backing up and bumped into the crowd behind him and just within view, I could see one of them clamp down on his arm. Their sharp teeth sank effortlessly into Kevin's skin. Instead of pink pus, Kevin's arms reacted by pushing out beads of bright red blood that glistened in the direct light. The shoppers that had since started feasting on each other stopped as Kevin's blood trickled onto the floor. They all turned to look at Kevin, and it wasn't long before the crowd was advancing towards him. His attempts to flee were not enough to break through the crowd, and his pleas for help were only ever heard by me. As those things sunk their teeth into the fresh meal that had wandered into their maw, his ability to fight back quickly drained. 
before long his camera and phone were covered by the dog pile of shoppers trying to get even a taste of Kevin. The stream cut after a few moments of darkness, with only the sounds of clinking teeth in the background. There is no way for me to track down Kevin, or try to find Kippy's mall. Not that I would ever want to. I still watch streams late at night, even more so now, in hopes that I might come across him again, or maybe I can find a way to help Kippy's next victim escape the food court. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers.